Hey guys and welcome back to Wales Watch on Welsh Football Fans and today we have a very special guest who is a former Cardiff, Swansea, Newport and Wrexham defender who has also played for Wales on 12 occasions and that is none other than David Giles. Giles joins Megan, Alex and John to talk about the upcoming Euros with Rob Page leading the team and the four of them talk about Giles' time at Swansea whilst John Toshak was leading the way as manager. They also talk about Kit Simons joining the Wales staff and so much more. So without further ado, and let's just let's just get down to it, shall we? This is Wales Watch with David Giles. Enjoy. Well, hello, hello everybody. Welcome, as ever, on your Thursday evening to Wales Watch from Welsh football fans. I am still, as I was last week and the week before. Alex Feeney, and I am joined this evening by a woman who cut herself literally on an avocado. She's the only <laughs> woman that has ever done this. Welcome, please, Megan Ferringer. Megan Hey, Thank you. Uh, and uh, I'm also joined by a gentleman who uh, used to be called John Morgan, but after changing his name by deed poll, he is now known as John Morgan. Welcome, John Morgan. <laughs> Ahoy there, I'm still John Morgan, just a different variation of John Morgan. Mm. And we're also joined this evening by an anonymous uh, witness in a uh, recent robbery, because we can't see him, it's just, David, that lighting, I mean, honestly, mate, it's just like, you know, has nobody got a lamp nearby or something? I mean, can Angie not, like, put an angle poise on your face or something like that? It's like, yeah. you're just completely in silhouettes, it's just... We can't see that gorgeous smile, those twinkly eyes. It's David Giles, everybody. It's David Giles is here. Hi, Al. There's a David Good Giles evening, everybody. all. Yeah. Um, Good evening. Which allows me to uh, write a, uh, a terrible wrong. Um, because uh, for the benefit of the DIR, if you are a Live Duty fan, uh, David Giles, you and I have known each other for quite some time, have we not? We have, Al, yes, a long time. Yes, and um, we've uh, we have uh, we presented a phone in together. We went to many many football games um, and uh, all the rest of it. And you are, of course, a former Welsh international. You've played for all of the Welsh clubs that have played in English league football. And yet, in all the time we've known each other, we have never ever had a conversation about your playing career. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Well, that's right. Yes. Yeah. It's remarkable. So we're going to write that wrong tonight. We're actually going to talk to David Giles about David Giles' actual David Giles career. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about, Fez? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Rob Page's presser that happened yesterday and the details that went with that, including Kit Simon, who's now part of the backroom staff, um, what we can expect from Page's new side and all the injuries that he talked about. We're also going to talk about some of the loans that are coming to an end, the awesome hat tricks, and a few honorable mentions. And whatever cul-de-sacs we decide to go down as well. We will be going down cul-de-sacs. Yeah. We will definitely be going down cul-de-sacs because John Morgan's here. Exactly. We never know where we're going to go with me. Never know. Anywhere can be possible. Yeah. Uh, of course, your comments count as well. So do uh, keep them coming in. Alan Roberts has already gone for it. Face shirt. Oh, it yes. Is. There we are. It is. Uh, I, I'm assuming he means you, John. I'm hoping so. Otherwise, I yeah. feel quite ripped off. Yeah. I want a yeah. refund. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is a beauty. David, you never, that, that, I'm say, I'm, you predate that one, don't you? I'm afraid. Oh, I did, Al. Yes, it's. Uh, yeah. It's. I think I'll this is a nineteen seventy. Yeah. No. 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 That, that's after mine. Yeah. That's. Um, yeah. That's Mark Hughes's um, yeah. time, wouldn't it be? Yeah, in the nineties. Must be that's the nineties. Yeah. 
think it's 92, am I right saying? Somebody correct I, me if I'm wrong. I'm hoping it's 92. I think I think you're right there, John. It's around about 92, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, Charlie, you got to wear some of the beauties, though. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, I've worn the um, uh, the Admiral one with the, uh, with, oh, the yellow, with the yellow okay. and green down there. And um, I think what it got to be, I think, is, is right up there with all the best Welsh shirts was... Um, 1980 when we beat England 4-1 as well that uh, the Adidas one you know the red with the white around the uh, the shoulders oh that was a that was a pretty shirt yeah it's a good shirt that great yeah. shirt yeah i believe uh, if, if memory serves you uh, played the ball in off um, uh, off an England defender in that game Yes, actually, um, I, I always claim the goal um, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we were winning 3-1 and um, I think it was Mickey Thomas passed the ball out to me. Trevor Brooking closed me down. I went through Trevor Brooking, cut into the box. Uh, Ian Walsh was at the far post, but I just thought, well, I'm just going to lash this across the box as hard as I can. As I did, Full Thompson put his foot out. It's come off his foot, hit the post, hit the back of Ray Clements' head and trickled into the net. So. Oh, it was a great goal. I picked my spot. I, I, oh, I, my God. Yeah. 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 I mean, the amazing thing of that is that, you know, it came off um, Biggie's foot as opposed to his nose. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, that. Yeah. He, uh, he wasn't laying down. He was stood up. In, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Hang on. 90 to 92, John. Oh, cheers, Chopper. See? Thanks, Chopper. Yeah. Thanks, Chopper. There we are. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty sure. What was the squad like back in those days? Then what was it? Was it? Were you just? Was it like on the lash, like before the game, after the game, during the game, or did you actually concentrate on playing football? I mean, these are the questions that everybody's got to ask. Yeah. No. No. We'd um, always meet up at the hotel, um, and yeah, the first night you met up, it was um, always get out and uh, and have a good session. Um, <laughs> which I which we did, um, and then obviously the next day you train hard, blow it out, get all the you know get all the the booze out of you. Um, again, in those days, Al, it certainly wasn't a week or so before games. You know, they 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 they, they were played quickly. So you'd meet on a Monday, uh, Tuesday, train and go through set pieces, and the game would be on the Wednesday. The same if if it was a Saturday, meet on the Thursday. To sort out your tactics on the Friday and then the game on the Saturday. So yeah, the the day you, we all met up. To be honest, a lot of the lads look more forward to that than the game, really, because there <laughs> uh, was there was a, a lot of drinking to be done, a lot of pints to consume, and anything else we could as well. Yeah. Was there was there anyone who sort of consumed the most out of everyone? Like, was there someone who just sort of led the pack? Um, we had a few pack leaders, uh, in all fairness. Um, Teddy Orrith was a good drinker. Um, and he was the captain as well. So he did put his foot down. Yeah, by example. Was, yeah, he did. He demanded that, uh, that you, you, you had your fair share. Or your fair <laughs> quota. Uh, Jeremy Charles was seen once because, again, it was back in the days where last orders were called the 10.30. And Jeremy Charles was seen to have six pints holding him in his hand. Oh and God. someone said, Charlo, do you, are you all right? Do you want a drink? And he said, oh, go on, I'll squeeze one in. <laughs> which which he did. Oh, <laughs> amazing. See, you, don't have, you don't have these conversations with, no. um, you know, so-called real footballers nowadays. It doesn't happen. Mm. 
Yeah. It's like, it's like the players' lounge. It's a complete misnomer. Oh, that's oh, that, and that was another great area, Elf. The players' lounge after the game. Absolutely brilliant. I remember at Cardiff, um, we had our own players' lounge there. You'd play the game, and obviously the opposition had kicked seven bells out to you, and we'd be trying to do the same. But then it was all up into the players' lounge afterwards and have a few drinks and, uh, you know, ask questions. Why were you kicking me so much? Well, unfortunately, I was instructed by our manager to stop you at all, at all costs, which they tried to do. Um, but Phil Dwyer made a point that they weren't allowed to leave the players' lounge until they had half a dozen pints. Why? See, that's, that's and that's dedication. why I've always liked. I've always liked Phil Dwyer. I've always yeah. liked. <laughs> and, all, and also with the the money used to go uh, kept for the players. So at the end of the season, we'd have a good night out as well on the uh, on the take-ins from behind the bar. Really? Because 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 you hadn't had decent nights out up to that point? Really? <laughs> no, exactly, Al. Exactly. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Keith Evans says, the funniest bit to be 4-1 versus England was Larry Lloyd being carried off with a Welsh fan singing, they shoot horses, don't they? As Brian <laughs> Clough said, he got two caps that day, his first and his last. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. I tell you what, yeah, Keith Evans, you're, you're dead right there. That That is right. Larry Lloyd got an absolute roasting. It was his first cap. Actually, I remember Terry Yoddeth uh, coming into the change room before the game, and he said, listen, Lance, he said, we got a chance today. He said, I've just seen one of their tough men, Larry Lloyd, and because the pitch was quite hard, he said he's wearing rubbers today. Now, back in the day, no, no centre-half would wear rubbers. It would always be studs sharpened to, to perfection. You know, they, they used to wear the metal studs there. The referee would come in and check them, and then it was a scraping them along the floor, scraping them along the tunnel, <laughs> going up. Really get them, really get them warm and, and like blades, if you like. But anyhow, Larry Lloyd, yeah, um, myself, Leighton James, uh, Ian Walsh, oh, my God, we gave him a roasting, an absolute roasting. And that's, that's fact, Larry. Uh, Brian Clough did say... He said he's the only player in football history to ever win two caps on the same day, his first and last. <laughs> he, had a, he had a knack for a, for a phrase of Brian Clough. I mean, oh, he, yeah. I love him, I hate him. He had his moments. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, again, you see, conversations that you don't have with modern-day footballers, you know, because they, they all wear blades now. They don't really do um, studs anymore. Oh. It's not a thing. No, yeah. yeah. And at the yeah, kids yeah. and stuff, whenever they um, whenever we ask them, oh, what are you guys doing to like bond and stuff? They'll they'll say Xbox um, and Xbox, and some of them might play golf. That's about it. That's oh, that's as far as you get. Well, no, See, without, our bonding was um, probably the the, the, the yeah the, I would say the best bonding that we had again on away trips coming back was the customary uh, four cases of lager or beer. <laughs> Down the front, so every player sat at the back. Uh, we discussed the game for five minutes, and then it was um, cracking open the cans and having a laugh, getting to know each other. And well, we, we all knew, knew each other quite well. But the bond inside of it was great. And and again, you know, it, it was we we'd all uh, go out at least um, once, twice a week. Um, you know, for a couple of pints. If everyone couldn't go, you know, they'd, they'd be, you know, a good sprinkling. And it was quite often after training, uh, it would be, or any, anyone fancy a drink? Well, I wouldn't mind. So there was, uh, you'd have 10, 12 of the squad would go and have um, bacon and egg and four or five pints. 
Was it was it easier to like air out grievances with your teammates if you were like doing those kinds of things? Like, I don't know if you really had an issue with someone on the pitch and you're talking about it over a pint. Is that easier than maybe going up to them when you're not having a pint? Oh, without a doubt, Megan. You know that. Don't get me wrong. There was, um, and I think more uh, finger pointing and finger finger wagging went on back then in the seventies and the eighties mm. than certainly what it does now. In fact, I don't really see any players or, or the captain, you know, giving their uh, one of their team members if he hasn't done his job a bit of a dusting down. Um, that went on all the time, all the time, and then afterwards. Coming back on the bus, you know, it was, um, well, listen, you did wrong. Make sure you don't do it again. Hand you a drink, crack it open, and, uh, yeah, I'll do my best. I won't, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try not to make that mistake again. And it was all forgotten and all and all wiped away. But, yeah, the, the camaraderie was, um, was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we did play golf, but there, were, there was drinks involved, obviously, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of players would have their bag and about 10, 15 cans in their bag. So uh, every couple of holes, get the cans out. And um, the scores weren't very good, but we didn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's remarkable. See, now, is, there a, is there anyone that overcooked it? Now, when I say overcooked, I mean drunk way too much the night before a game. And day of the game, you, you knew they were actually stinking on the field. They had to just see it through. Yeah, yeah, that, that that you know that that sometimes that uh, that has been the case um, where they you know they they've had well some players would would take cans in their bags on a Friday night because mm-hmm. rather rather than a sleeping tablet they thought you know five or six cans would um, you know relax you and uh, make you feel better in in some cases not very mm. often I have to say uh, <laughs> really no really? They, weird really? t- <laughs> Alex. I've seen some man of the match performances from somebody that have had five or six uh, pints the night before. Was that Leighton James? <laughs> well, he would be in that, yes. He'd, uh, yeah, I thought he would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which seriously brings me on to my next question, which is um, Was there like a big dickhead in your squad? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> to be honest, Al, uh, no, not really, because if there was, he would have been sorted out quickly. Right, and uh, or maybe Leighton James. Yeah, <laughs> Le- Leighton would could be a bit like that, but uh, yeah, he, Leighton was uh, was pulled pulled aside by a couple of the senior players and and told, listen, you know what what you've been up to or what you've done at other clubs, you know, you you fall in line here, especially at Swansea, and uh, and yeah, in all fairness, he uh, he accepted that he. Um, Ian Walsh struggled for a bit when he came. Uh, apparently, when he when he came from Crystal Palace to um, uh, to Swansea, because um, Walsh he was not a big drinker, more of a shandy man. So we had to get him off that. I, I struggle with that. Yes, exactly. I, I do struggle. I have seen Ian Walsh's uh, um, uh, consume, uh, consummation of uh, alcohol, and uh, I tell you, you've trained him well. He's been yeah. well, he's bloody been hard, hard training there. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was quite difficult to get take the lemonade out. You know, it was a little bit uh, bitter for him, but um, yeah, he he became a man, as I say, as I should say. Excellent. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well done. 
Of course, I, I was um, I was asked by one of my Swansea friends to ask um Jilo about the Bayview and um kind of the ongoings that happened there because they I don't know if this was an actual story or not, but um I heard that the Bayview and yeah the Swansea team at when you were playing in it, you guys yeah. had very fond memories in there. Yes, we did. It was um, it was uh, you know a lovely a lovely bar right opposite Swansea Bay, and um, one of the players, Neil Robinson, um, his wife had a baby, so um, it was suggested after training, right, lads, we we need to go wet the baby's head. Oh yes, uh, you know, we, we must do that. You know, absolutely. Again, of course, he's back in the day where time was called at ten thirty, but the guy the guy that owned the baby, he was very good. Um, and he liked the players there. So anyway, we were all still in there by 12 o'clock. And the old trick, isn't it? You buy one, but you you buy two, but you leave one in the tap. Of course you do. Of course you yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, there was a few of them left on the tap. Um, and all of a sudden, the, the, the police came bursting through the door, no, shouting, no one move, no one move. Uh, what, you're, you're drinking after hours. Um, we want everyone's names. Of course, they started looking at us all. And I think they recognised who, who we were, you know, the Swansea City players. And they did come around and take your names, you know. And anyhow, apparently um, it was in the papers the next day and the, and the radio and everything else, speaking to Tosh. Uh, and he said, well, you know, what do you think? You know, that um, all your players were out on a Thursday night, which you shouldn't be really. Um, and they were drinking after hours in the Bayview. You know, what are you going to do about it? He said, well, I've had a long think about it. He said, and I'm very disappointed. And the, the guy said, well, I'm sure you are, John. You know, so what do you think you're going to do? He said, I've called in Di Davis and I've told him I was disgusted. He was the only player not there with the rest of the squad. And he's being fined. He's being fined a week's wages <laughs> for, not, for not being there. And that is true. Di Davis was the only one not there. God, God bless, rest his soul. He's died now, but he, Di, Di was fined a week wage, uh, week's wages for not being there with the squad. And the, the guy couldn't believe it. The journalist <laughs> said, what? what? What are you... He said, I'm sorry. He said, I like my, my, my team has got to stick Goodness. together. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Um, so where was Di Davis then? Did he have a reasonable excuse for not being there? Um, he was probably uh, he was a very patriotic Welshman, and I think it was round at the round the time where he was being made a bard. By oh. the, uh, yeah, so um, he could have been studying for that, or, or he he probably had some reasonable excuse. But in Tosh's uh, Tosh's ways, there was no excuse. You know, you you had to be there, um, and, and that, that that is a true story. He was. Uh, he was fined a week's wages for not being there. So, what were Tosh's ways then? Because you um, you played under the man. Yeah. Um, you were gently helped out the door by the man, if memory serves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what was he? What, he, you know, he has this this wonderful aura about him, and you know, there are people that speak extremely fondly of him. There are other people that just, you know, uh, talk about his Bruce character and the fact he was you know, a massive ego about it. That was it all true? Was it you know? Was it was there a different man that everybody else didn't see, or what, what was it like? He was first and foremost, Alex. He was um, a, a fantastic uh, tactician, um, coach, manager, and of course. Tosh did it all, not like today where, where they've got five or six 
people employed by a club to work with the manager. You know, Tosh was the one that did everything, absolutely everything. Um, if if you weren't performing or not doing well, well, yeah, you'd be calling the office and and basically told you've got a couple of games to sort it out, or you'll be out the team. You know, there was no messing around. There was you you were told bluntly if you're don't put your finger out and start playing better than what you are, then you will be out of the team. But when you, again, if you sorted it out and, and you were playing well, um, you know, he was absolutely brilliant, you know, and, and, and for a period at Swansea where I couldn't do nothing wrong, he was absolutely fantastic um, for me, with me, even playing on the pitch, you know, we, we, we struck up this understanding um, very similar. He told me it was very similar to the, the Toshak and Keegan partnership. You know, I, I went to Swansea and I'd never been a goal scorer. I think in, in six months, I think I scored uh, 13 league goals and, and four or five cup goals as well. You know, just under 17 goals in, in half a season, sorry, I should say. I went there in the Christmas. By the end of the end of that season, I'd, I'd scored 17 goals. But that was just playing alongside him. Um, the ball would be, uh, be kicked out from Di Davis and he, he, he knew he would win the ball and, and he'd shout to me, get on your bike and he'd just go up and just flick it on. Of course, I'd be gone I'd, I'd be because I was quite fast as well through and past the defenders and I was loads of times left one-on-one -on -one just with the keeper. Um, people say about, oh, you know, picking your spot and whatever, load of rubbish. You just make sure you hit the target as hard as, as you can. And hopefully it's far enough away from the keeper and it goes in. Man, having said that, Alex, that we were playing on pitches which were like ploughed fields, really, or you know, they, they weren't like I could imagine playing on these pitches today, which I've never played on. Then yeah, you would have a fair chance of uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. picking picking your spot. But um, yeah. he, but he, when they when they said you know hit the target, it was actually in those days it was just hit the ball. It was, yeah. If if you could actually kick the ball without it bouncing to the left or the right, you you achieve something definitely. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, so David Charles, anybody anybody has any questions for David Charles? Then do uh, do pipe in uh, and uh, drop it into the uh, comments. Uh, plenty to come from uh, David Charles. Is there? Uh, we will discuss uh, Euro Euro twenty twenty um, chances um, uh, a bit later on in the program. Uh, but Rob Page uh, gave a media conference this week. Uh, and uh, it turns out he had quite a lot to say, principally because they um, they just didn't. People just kept on asking questions, and nobody nobody told them to stop. So, uh, Fazza, you um, you watched proceedings, you yeah. uh, saw it through. Then, what uh, what did Mr. Page have to say for himself? Um, the first thing he made well known was that this is his team. So Ryan Giggs, he might be there to offer advice if Page wants to call him up, but this is first and foremost. Rob Page's team, um, but not much is going to change, is what he said. So for those thinking that Rob Page is going to do some like huge overhaul or something, he made it very clear that, one, he wants everyone to still call him Pagey. So that's like a big one. Like everyone has to call him Pagey. And two, they're <laughs> probably – he's his exact words were, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So um, Will Volks probably won't get a call up is essentially what that Aww, meant. Poor Will. Poor. Uh, and also, I completely disagree. You can't keep calling him Pagey. If He's insistent. He's insistent. You if you're the player in the squad, you can't call the gaffer Pagey. Jalo, help me out here, mate. It'd be like, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, it'd be like calling Tosh. Tosh, you would never call Tosh Tosh. 
No, no, we talk yeah. about you. You would talk about him as Tosh. No, it was all, always the gaffer, always the boss. Um, I can understand what uh, Rob Page is trying to do. He's trying to, you know, keep it the way it was. But no, I'm sorry, mm. he's he's stepped up now. Um, yeah, and, and hope, yeah, no, hopefully, it don't, be. yeah, because as, as long as Giggs was there, he was sort of he could play that that sort of you know. Yeah. Arm round the shoulder kind of thing, but yeah. he can't. He can't do that now. If it's his squad, he can't. He can't be the arm round the shoulder because he's the one that has to make the tough decisions. Of course the arm round the shoulder yeah. is now Kit Simons again. Yeah, yes. Kit Simons is back. Yeah, hooray! Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we love. We love Kit. <laughs> I do like Kit Simons. Oh, wait, I can't Brilliant. He keeps coming back, doesn't oh. he? Yeah, he does. He does. He keeps coming back. Yeah. yeah. At least this one, this time he's actually sticking around for the tournament, as opposed to last time <laughs> when he left just before the tournament. They got yeah. fired and then came back after the tournament, uh, as he has done now. And you just think, God, that was a complete waste of time, Kit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's that. oh, yeah. when he lands the dream job. He lands the dream job, as in like going to the Euros, for and then goes, Oh, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll fob it off. I'll go, yeah. yeah I'll just go manage Fulham yeah. instead. And then get fired yeah. four months later. Unbelievable. Fired by <laughs> Fulham. Did they, did, have they given him a contract, um, Wales, or, or is he just just for the Euros? Um, he didn't clarify whether or not um, it's a full contract. But I think it's just for the Euros because they had said that he's one staff member short for the summer, so they needed someone to fill in. Um, mm -hmm. So I think they've oh. called on. Yeah, I think what? they've called on Kit, and then <laughs> I'm not sure it's if it's like a full. We're one staff member short. Oh really? Oh well. <laughs> Anybody fancy Those coming away? Words. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I bet he's a That's damn sunshine. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I bet you he, he feels love now. There's just a space a space on the uh well, it's not even a plane, it's probably a bus, isn't it? There's just a space, oh, do you know what? Who are we gonna have? <laughs> Kit, what, are you, what, Kit, what are you doing on the weekend, mate? Oh, I ain't got much plans. Um <laughs> it's to come up with the boys. I go on, yeah, be a right laugh. Do you want me to bring the cans? Yes, we know why you're like Kit. Come on. <laughs> I bet that's a, they, I feel sorry for the guys that they've been through before, Kit. They've gone, Cookie, are you free? And he's gone, oh, I've got punditry, mate. I'm signed up with ITV. I, I can't do it. I can't get out. <laughs> Dean, yeah. Dean Saunders is still doing his parking fine from France. His missus won't let him. <laughs> I think it's good. I think this will like he didn't get he missed out the first time, so kind of like a redemption story. He gets a second chance to go to the Euros. No, I'm not buying. I'm not buying that. No, because 2016 was special, and and, and he missed out and, you know, through his own fault. You know, he was there all the way, and then you know, failed to be there for all of the actual really really good stuff. I just I'm just not feeling it this time round. No, I just, I just can't, I can't get into it. I can't get the vibe. I can't, you know, they're going to be in, in Baku and we're going to be in, you know. Here. When fans Utah. come back, that's, when fans come back, that's when it'll matter. I mean, at the moment, I mean, like, he's boring, bloody Baku. I'm sorry, but nah, we can go over this all over again, having a European tournament all the way over Europe. I'm just saying, just brown paper envelopes clearly were heavy when they were looking at the stadiums. But if they get it back into Wembley, I, Wales will get out of the group. They got to. And they got a quarterfinal or last 16 of Wembley. That's when the Euro Vibers start kicking in. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Oh, 100%. 100%. That's when everyone will start bubbling. Fans will start be buzzing again. 
pubs will be saying that you can actually you don't have to socially distance. You can actually celebrate with everyone. I can't wait to throw a pint of piss over someone. You know, like you do. You know when you scored and you're in a fan zone or you're just in a game and you just can't help it. But you, you don't want to leave and you just you've got to go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that goal comes. Yeah. Whatever you can't in, nobody cares. I just love it. Just... This is not a thing. Is this like an actual thing that, that yes, occurs? It's an actual thing. Yeah. Yes. yes, it is, yeah. Gigs, because some people, foolish people, foolish people go, oh, look at all that wasted beer. <laughs> wasn't wasted. No. <laughs> it's like, how did they get so much beer when they're all the way down the front? They didn't. I'm thinking of every <laughs> festival and every beer or every... Oh, oh man! Yeah. Why do you want to tell me this? Yeah, I have got a saving grace, mind. When we played England in London's fans on ten thousand English, about twenty Welsh, and there was a saving grace when they did score that goal to make it two-one. We had all of my lots. We had our pints, well, pints of piss on the floor, <laughs> and we saw one of the English lads run up to all of them and volley them virtually into all of the English like fans, and that that was it. As much as, oh, yeah, you won, but you just absolutely punted probably about eight pints of piss all over your country mates. Thank you. <laughs> wonderful moment. Yeah. Wonderful moment. <laughs> Beautiful story, John. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we, uh, we going to get out of the group, Dave? Um, th- yeah, you, you, you want to be positive, Al, and, and, and think that, that... Uh, that you know that we can get um, get out, but I think it'll be harder this time than the last time. Definitely, yeah. I, I I do because uh, as much as um, you know we're we're improving. What are we in in the world now? Are we in the in the the top twenty or just outside that? Seventeenth, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, the Switzerland always a dangerous team. I've, I've watched them quite a few. You know, their games in the uh, in the qualifiers. And, and they've got players that can score goals, you know, that uh, that can cause you problems. Um, and obviously, Italy, you know, that uh, yeah. because of them not qualifying the last time, they they will be expected to uh, to do well this time. But listen, it's a major competition. Uh, all the stats go out the window, as they say. You know, it it's man against man on the pitch, player against player. And, oh, and hopefully, right. oh, right. you get out. You not I, actually say shit up, right? You got away with it for three years on the phone, and I'm not having you doing it on Facebook Live tonight. <laughs> Alex, there's light, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Is there really? <laughs> is there? It's like, it's like every time you started a sentence with, I've got to be honest. And the, uh, the only thing that went yeah. through my head was, <laughs> what, you were, you were, now you're being honest? What, you yeah. were lying before? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> hey, uh, Turkey have got a player who's so old, he actually gives you a chance of a call up. Yeah, <laughs> get, get this. Barack Yomez, who's 35 years old, has never played outside of Turkey until the, well, he played, I think, like two seasons in China, but never really played anywhere big till this year. Went to go play in the Fran- French League. He has 13 goals and five assists, three goals in his last four appearances. Um, and he just won player of the month for April. And um, yeah, so that's that's Turkey's big center forward. What I was going to say, did they say how many meters he covers? Because look, being that age, I don't think he's moving far. <laughs> it's 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 all about it. It's, when you get to that stage, it's like yeah, you know, oh oh, he thinks really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> the first yards in his mind. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're going yeah. with, right? 
let's go uh, to the uh, the comments then. What have everybody saying this evening? Uh, Robin Edwards. Hi, Rob. Uh, love to see you uh, as ever. Uh, hope Kit is not Kitty. He says. Uh, Tobias Smith says could have got Oshamba. Should have got Oshamba. Mm. Perhaps he got cold. He was busy. Another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry, mate. I've got Welsh language S4C punditry. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. Uh, Dave, will the swans go up? Asks a certain Steve Wiggy Wiggins. Another um, old bloody hell. It's like a reunion on here tonight. Um, yeah. Steve Wiggins, formerly of uh, Real Radio and still of um, uh, uh, Radio Fame. Uh, Dave, will the swans go up? And how much is Kiefer Moore worth? Should City sell? Ooh. Oh, good questions. Um, I hope this one's go up because I think it, you know it's great for Wales, great for Welsh football. Um, no, I do well. I, I, I would yeah. like him. I would like him to go up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say they've got every chance of going up, and I think after last year making the playoffs, um, they'll be more prepared this time. Um, I put it this way, I don't think the other four teams will be looking forward to play Swansea. And they've just hit form against Swansea. They, mm. I think they've won yeah. their last two, three games. So things are going well. And the main thing is the two guys up front, uh, Jamal Lowe and... Um, what's his Andre. name? Yeah, yeah, Ayo. Yeah. They're, they're scoring goals as well. So um, that's positive. So they, they've got every chance. As far as Kiefer Moore... Mm. I think if Cardiff City sell him, then they won't shoot it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been down this road yeah, before, though, David. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it, out there. It'd be sad if they do sell him because, um, you know, his first season at the club, he's, he's scored 20 goals. Um, he looks the part. And I think he, Mick, I think Mick McCarthy would be devastated if, if he had to let him go because I'm sure Kiefer Moore is, is his number one priority to keep at the club. Um, and and he will pick a team next year to play around Kiefer Moore. That, that, that's obvious. But um, value-wise, yeah. well, getting 20 goals, I'm sure they, they wouldn't think of, uh, or they shouldn't be thinking of selling him for anything less than 10, 10 million. We um we had this discussion um was it last week or the, or the week before I can't remember I, I don't can't remember probably last time. week because I think I we were talking about Kiefer yeah yeah um uh, we were talking about Kiefer uh, we were also talking about Harry Wilson and the question was has Harry Wilson wasted a season at Cardiff City um well no not wasted they haven't obviously wasted a season because well, um, not not in your terms no. No, <laughs> no, he hasn't been wasted, but um, no, no, he, he's it, it hasn't been the, the best of seasons for him. Well, I say that you know, the fans perhaps expected a lot more because of his pedigree, um, you know, and, and the type of player he is. Personally, I think he, he's not really a Cardiff City player. I think Cardiff are a very, yeah, uh, a team that want to push and force, want to get the ball forward quickly up to Kiefer Moore. Um, I have watched Cardiff on many occasions. Harry Wilson comes and shows for the ball. It goes up above his head, so he has to turn, chase then back up for up to the, the front yep. and try and, and then try and join in with Kiefer Moore or, or whoever. Harry, Harry Wilson wants to get that the ball in between Kiefer Moore and the midfield in that dangerous area just outside the box. Um, and I have to say, his first goal on Saturday against Birmingham, oh. there's no player in the Cardiff team could could have done that, could have scored that. 
It was instant uh, sinking. Bent it with the outside of his left foot into the top corner. You know, that is, is Premier Division class, really. The same as we saw a few weeks ago, that goal against Belgium. That would be as good as anything you'd see in, in world football. One-touch football. He came onto it, off Gareth Bale, one touch, into the box and just rolled it into the net. He is a quality player, Harry Wilson, but he's not a player really that suits playing for Cardiff City. So where Absolutely. does he belong then? Where does Harry Newport. Wilson belong? <laughs> I, 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 I can see him. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be one of the teams that, um, that get promotional. It could be a Norwich. Yeah. They're, they're a footballing mm. team. They like to play. Uh, it could be he them. He linked well with Pucky up top. Yes, yes, yeah. The pair of them, because, again, very different to how Kiefer plays. Pookie's a bit yeah. more mobile, so they could actually interchange. I think that's a good Good and they've now job. seen him play. They've now seen him play. Well, they've played with him because they were with Bo- he was with Bournemouth last season, and they were playing against Bournemouth then. Now he's playing yes. with Cardiff. They've gotten to play him. Yeah, they know how he plays. They've seen him play for the last two seasons. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. You know, they, they, it's that type of team. I'm trying to think. It probably, you know, he's not going to go to when well, he's at Liverpool. He's not going to get in the team there. Mind you, but I say that. You know, perhaps I'll throw this one out. Why? Why couldn't he get in the team at Liverpool? He is a very talented player. He's an accomplished international footballer as well. You know, he's not in the Wales team because we haven't got anyone else. He's in there because he's a decent player and he gets you a goal every now and again, an important goal. So why can't he fit into that Liverpool team? Um, You know, I I, I think that um, he deserves a chance. Whether Klopp uh, wants that, I don't know. But I think he's, he's more than capable of playing in the Premier Division because he is a good footballer. He's, he's an international player. Um, he's got great feet, great awareness. And I think he's the right age. And I think they're, they're talking about his, his valuation would be about 14 million. Well, yeah, that's about right for, for someone of his age, really, and what he's achieved already. And he told, um, I think after the game, he had said that he's really, really adamant to go back to Liverpool and make a name for himself. So it might end up being kind of like one of those Dan James things where Dan James really tries to fight for a spot and he's kind of gotten a spot in Man U now. So who knows, like Wilson might end up doing that. And he said that he thinks he offers something that the Liverpool squad just doesn't have. And yeah, no, that, 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 that's a good point as well, Megan. And again, you know, it's a, it was a thing that us older players always used to say years ago. He's a left footer, you know, you don't get many of them yeah. really in your team. Natural left footer, natural left side. He's great playing on the right side, coming inside. He bends things around, hits things uh, far post. So I, I, I do like that. It's nice. I, I played with a, with a top-class left-footed player when I played for Swansea, a guy called Tommy Craig, um, who was a Scottish international, played for Newcastle. Um, I, 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 I love Tommy Craig, but I went to his house once um, just went round there and we, we were just chatting, you know. It, it, I, I used to enjoy going to the senior players and asking them things and what should I be doing? Because Tommy was a midfield player and I looked up on his wall and there's a picture of Pelle taking his shirt off and giving it to Tommy Craig. And I went, oh my God, oh, Tom, where did, where did that come about? He said, well, when I was playing for Sheffield Wednesday, I was 18. He said, the only time Santos, his club, came to Britain played three games, and one of them was against Sheffield Wednesday. And after the game, he gave Tommy Craig his shirt. And it was 
Oh, I just kept looking. I'd looking at that picture. If I it was no mobile phones there now, but if I'd had a mobile phone, I would have taken a picture of that. It well, was. Uh, forgive me, David, but we know what you're like with technology, and uh, oh, yeah, you, you would have you would have tried, but you would have called your wife. That's what would have happened. Yeah. Take this picture, yeah. Ange. So, no, I was, no, I was taking a picture. I was taking a picture, Ange. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, Al. You're right, yeah. I know. Uh, David Giles once bought a car without a car key, and he couldn't figure out how to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. How would you start a car without the key? <laughs> I didn't know you had to press the clutch and, and whatever else you had to do. This is no. terrible. Right. Um, <laughs> Tobias Smith says, if you had to choose between Lawrence Matondo... Between Lawrence, Matondo, or Brennan, oh, okay. who makes the squad? Is he talking about James Lawrence or Tom Lawrence? He's definitely not talking about James Lawrence, because we all know the answer to that. James Lawrence doesn't belong in the squad. Tom no. Lawrence, mm-hmm. Rabbi Matondo, or Bre- uh, Brennan Johnson? Mm. Oh, that is, that, is, um, that is a tough one. Um, Probably, I, I, I'm probably because his pace and, and being a, one, one of these, uh, the, the Euros, what can happen on the day, um, I'll probably go with Matondo. Because mm. yeah, you can play him in a, in a, in a number of positions. Um, we all know what his pace is like. And if, we can, if he can get that right service, people from Harry, like Harry Wilson, people like that can just get it in behind their back for... He's him, him, and, um, and Daniel James. They're flying merchants, so um, it may be a case. You know, I don't know when when they play Italy. That's how how you catch Italy out. You know, with raw pace and and trying to get them to to expose the Italian defence, getting in behind them. Yeah, I I see what you're saying, <clears throat> but Matondo has got feet like a fifty pence piece. Well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> it can be handy sometimes, yeah. though. Al. Yes, well, yes, if, if nobody knows which way it's going to go off his yeah. foot, then yeah, yeah, maybe well, just give you that option. Tom Lawrence has at least, on admittedly very rare occasion, performed for Wales and scored some oh. quite beautiful goals. Yes, he has, yeah, yeah. I'll I can't take to him. I, I don't know, Tom Lawrence, I can't take to him as a footballer. It's just something I, about I totally get it. I get it. It's something lacking. He, he's got all that talent, and I genuinely don't think he uses it. And that's the one thing that frustrates me about him. He's got all this in his locker, and he'll do it now and again. He won't like Harry Wilson will consistently show no, I, I am quality. Whereas yes. Tom will do something amazing, then go, well, I've done that. Well, what else do you want me to do? He's, he's a modern day Jason Kubas. You're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good in that. Alex Jason Kumash. Yeah, he was another one, wasn't he? Ability, yeah. ability wise, my God, oh. you know, oh. amazing, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it's and I've. I think John makes a good point there. I don't think Tom Lawrence is consistent enough. Yeah. But Rabbi Matondo is consistent, but not necessarily in a good way. No, but Matondo, uh, Alex, will play in a position where he, he doesn't really influence the game. When I'm on about, Lawrence would have to be in midfield. You know, oh, that's where, okay. where the game is influenced in there. You can get Matondo wide, either side, or just in off the flank, and... Not really to, to, to feet, just get it in behind people and, and tell them to get after it. You're making him sound like that kid like on the school playground who always who always was like furthest forward on the left-hand side, 
just waiting with his hands up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for hours. Yeah. And then so, eventually he'd be, he'd be like, oh, and then the ball come over and he misses it. And he just controlled it. That's, that's what yeah. that is. Right. Yeah. Um, James Evans says, how come Johnny Astor isn't a regular at Cardiff? Because they just don't know how to play through a midfield. It makes me so mad, but Cardiff don't know how to play at their midfield. So how are you going to play Johnny Esther? Sorry, that was me whining, but... Yeah, okay, no, I'll give you my take on that. Um, I really, really don't know where... What you, Johnny Esther, Johnny Williams said, where his best position is. He's not a winger. He's not a creative midfield player. He's not a regular goal scorer. He's very busy in midfield, I think. And, and again, I think this has come into modern-day football. He's a player, not as good as Jack Grealish, but he can win you fouls from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he'll <laughs> run through things and take the hit. I, I've never seen anyone win so many fouls. <laughs> he, he, he is, he's a foul merchant. He is. You know, you just mm. get, get out there, John, get fouled. Win his, win his free kicks. Is he actually the answer to the age-old uh, question? What really is a full? Oh no! Oh <laughs> no! Is no. Really? Is Johnny Williams the answer? Uh, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> not, not a thing. thing. Oh dear. Right. Okay. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Charlie. We have a, we have a regular a regular discussion about how anybody that uses the phrase "false nine is somebody that. Thinks they know about football, wants to sound like they know about football, knows sod all about football. What is it? What is that? Alex? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's a lie. It's a, it's a fallacy. Right. Okay. Uh, some <laughs> housekeeping to be done. Housekeeping. Uh, Alan Roberts says Wilson to Brentford. If uh, Swansea get picked by Brentford, yeah. that is. Uh, Chopper Charlie says can't see us buying him at Cardiff. Everton would be a good fit for Wilson. Yeah, nice. yeah, good yeah. shout, good shout. Uh, could see Wilson doing yeah. well in Leeds. Uh, yeah, good shout. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, looking at Origi and Shakiri on Liverpool bench every game, Harry is better than them. Mm. Didn't um, Origi had like one period of about four games where he was absolutely on fire, and didn't in that period didn't he win a Champions League? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. Yeah, still don't know that. Yeah. Uh, Alan Roberts says uh, Leeds is a good shout. He can link up with Tyler Roberts on the bench. Uh, James Lawrence is an automatic selection for the squad, says Chopper Charlie, who's let himself down again. Uh, and <laughs> the top goes ideal as a sub to bring on in the second half when you need to mix it. And when he says mix it, he means lose it. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Robbie's kind of the wild card. It's like, all right, guys, we need to stir some chaos. What do we need to do? And it's like, oh, chuck him in. It's like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And yeah, he just sort of, he mixes it just enough, but not so much that it's overpowering. He's like just the right amount of Cajun salt. So it's like, you know what a, do you know what a wild card is? A wild card is staring at the spirits behind the bomb and knowing nothing about them, just going, oh, that's a pretty bottle. I'll try that. <laughs> that's what a wild card is. Yeah. No idea. You never know what's going to happen, though. It'll be immensely damaging. Those <laughs> nights are the best nights because you never know what you're drinking. And it's yeah. the same with Matondo or the Euros. You never know what's going to come up. No. You could be, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You could be spewing or you could be absolutely dancing on the tables. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, right. Oh, James Evans. Now, this came in earlier. I've deliberately been holding it back. This is David Giles. One of my first figurine Panini stickers for the 1981-1982 season. Great season for Swansea. Happy memories. Which brings Ooh. me seamlessly to this. Uh, 
Here it's we go. Only thing I've managed to get excited about, and I have, as ever, Puzzler Paul to thank because he was the only one who actually brought it up and I actually got to go out and get one. So it is. It's, this is ours, guys. This is our Welsh Football Fans Wales Watch Euro 2020 sticker album, Panini sticker album, because there is only Panini, okay? No other stickers will do. I love the fact that you had... I, I never realised it. See, this is why we should probably have spoken about your career earlier on when we actually knew each other. Um, I never realised <laughs> you actually had your own Panini sticker. Have you, did you manage to say that? Brilliant. Um, no, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, um, I've seen him. Um, I've, I've signed book, you know, the book with uh, with the stickers in and uh, yeah, yeah. and whatever. But um, actually, I, I'd probably go down as one of the few players that my Panini sticker is as big as me. <laughs> well, it had to be to get that hair in. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Panini stickers were a lot bigger back in the day because everybody had massive hair. Yeah. <laughs> you look at them nowadays. I've, I've, got a, I've got a slight confession to make, guys, because you know how we've got, we've got some natural things which we're going we're to open shortly. But I couldn't wait and I opened one. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You're like the kid who opens his Christmas Child. presents way too but, early. But we did get. The Ukraine shiny. Oh, it's a shiny! It's a shiny! It's a yes, shiny! That's what we need. Chapter bits, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to open these for the rest of the and I'll tell you if I get anything interesting. And then we'll obviously we'll stick them in the album and stuff. But because, because I've had to get two albums, right? Because, and again, I have Puzzler Paul to thank for this. So when you get your album, you always get some free stickers inside to get you going, sort of get you going, right? So, so there's some there, there, and there's some at the back there. And look, one of them is Johnny Esther. So we got Johnny Esther. But Puzzler Paul told me he never uses the ones in the album. He leaves them there because they're part of the album. And then he goes and gets them again. So I had to get two because one for us, and then I had to get my son one, mainly because I love my son. I love him dearly. I love him more than life itself. But that boy <laughs> ruins a sticker album. He can't put them in straight. There are creases, and I just I can't cope with it. So we he's got one on his own, and and we have ours, and it is it's lovely. We're doing well, we're doing all right. We've got uh, half of the Euro twenty twenty trophy already. <laughs> very excited, very excited. And uh, I mean, let's get to the really important bit, obviously, which is how many Wales players have we got? Yes. Uh, which is really what everybody wants to. Uh, oh, we've got Ricardo Rodriguez from Switzerland. Oh, that famous footballer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very Swiss sounding. Yeah, right. Here we go. <laughs> Wales. So we've got we've got Dybrox, who is looking like he's trying to grow a beard but failing. <laughs> and we've got someone who I have decided is now the most good-looking man in the world, having seen his Panini sticker. He's done well. Look at Kiefer Moore. Wrong, oh, wrong side. Oh, I got. Oh, oh yeah, look at, he's look, at that, look at that. Look at that jawline. God, <laughs> chiselled, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Yeah. How much Photoshop has gone on there? That's amazing. So anyway, so yeah, so we we, we will be doing because Fezza doesn't get this at all. No, I'm 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 actually incredibly lost. I thought this was a little bit like Pokemon cards, um, it's but exactly it's clearly it much much cooler. Yeah, cool. there's yeah. a lot more didn't complications you, to it. Didn't, haven't you ever collected baseball cards? 
Oh yeah, but I didn't really know what there I was doing. Go. I just collected them and then I would use them as a fake ID sometimes if I go to the pubs. What? How do you <laughs> use a baseball card as a fake ID? It's a baseball yeah, you player. You just yeah. had to show him something, so I just showed him a baseball card. Oh yeah, I'm gonna How go get my key from all the bouncers. How thick are American bouncers? Well, I just, they just want you in there. They just want you in there. And if it wasn't a Friday or a Saturday, it was a Tuesday night, and they could get some 19-year-olds inside, they're like, oh, yeah, all right. So, yeah. When I'd gotten my actual fake taken away, I was like, I'm not going to pay you another 60 bucks to buy another one, so I would use a baseball card. You paid $60 for a fake ID? It's from China. I shouldn't say this on the thing. This is from China. (laughs) This was 30 quid. So oh, you could a whale shirt for half the price. Yeah, yeah. Can we just? We need to test this. We need to test American bouncers versus British bouncers. Mm. I'm getting That's a sticker just... of Aaron Ramsey. I'm yeah. going to go out and see if I get served. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suggest we do Fez... this in, uh, in, in Bermuda, along with all of the other challenges that we've set ourselves over the last few weeks. They're going to be brilliant, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, are going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah, right. Okay, right. Hang on a minute then. Uh, back to uh, uh, Master of the Comments. Uh, Alan Roberts says, uh, for me, Brennan Johnson. It's not a bad shout, Alan, but I, um, I don't know. I just don't think we've seen quite enough. Uh, 2016 only had seven defenders. 2020 looking like nine, and Ampadu is a midfielder. Now, Robin, that is a very good point. I will refer you to in the, in the pointless conversation slash debate about where Ethan Ampadu should play Panini has the final word, okay? Oh, Please hold, I've lost us. <laughs> right. Goalkeepers and defenders here, okay? We've got Hennessy, Danny Ward, don't know why. Ben Davis, uh, Chris Gunter is in. Uh, Tom Lockyer, <laughs> uh, Chris Meppham, Connor Roberts, Joe Roden. James Lawrence strangely not in. Very odd. Nico Williams is in. And then... Mm. Joe Allen. So now we've moved into midfielders. Ethan Ampadu. I rest my case. Carlos Castley says, I wish I'd never saw that beautiful Welsh stuff on eBay. Can't get one in my size now. Carlos, you're making these gags too easy. I'm sorry, son. All right. You just need to. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't go jumping in with that and just leaving it open, okay? That's a hospital pass. No, <laughs> it says, uh, did you have the football figures? And that just says Gareth Bale for no reason whatsoever. Uh, oh, Peter no. Ferringer Gareth says, Bale. good thing her father just found out where his daughter spent his money. <laughs> <laughs> and what she was doing instead of studying, oh, Peter, as if, as if you thought There's a family else. issue here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah! I think we can end the show. Sixty dollars. Anything you want to tell your dad now? Is not. I got three of them. I got three for sixty, so it wasn't like horrible. Oh, okay. It's just that they were all really bad. So when I brought them to the bouncer, really? um, he just kind of went like that and then handed it back to me. Um, wow. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't extremely nice, but like he could have done way worse, you know, like call the cops. So I was, you know, it was fair. <laughs> Didn't he just say you should have shown me a baseball card instead? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, 
Uh, right, uh, we are actually coming towards the end of the uh, end of the show. It's been uh, it's been lovely. It's been, I'm just having a check through. Uh, where where are we? Yeah, yeah, nothing really much there to discuss. So we shall uh, we shall carry on. Would you like to tell me? Uh, would you like me to tell you about the time that David Giles owned a, a bar? Yes. So David Giles owned a bar many many years ago. It was a Belgian bar uh, called Zero Zero Thirty Two. It was in Cardiff. Um, and. Um, Ooh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Do you remember ever buying a drink in it? No. Yes, weird. <laughs> really weird. Because I went there many times, and I also never remember paying for a drink. Yeah, that's strange, that. Yeah. <laughs> it is strange. What I do remember is one time when I had been there of an evening and not paid for a drink at all, and... Um, Instead of calling me a taxi to get me home, David Giles um, flagged down a passing lorry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, hell yeah. <laughs> this guy stopped and uh, poked his head out the door and just went, Gilo! He's no idea who he is. No idea at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. This one's had a bit. He's a bit worse for wear. Do you mind taking him home? And I was taken home in a lorry. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days, Al. The good oh, old days. Man. Yeah. Man. Oh my god. Yeah. Shouldn't have called up Kits, and they should have got Joylo on. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there would have been a proper bonding at uh, David oh, Jones. Yeah, definitely. Yep. definitely. There we go. <laughs> right. Uh, one final comment from Alan Roberts. It's one of the best moments of the 16 euros Panini sticker book. I got uh, Sigtherson, one of the scorers to knock, <laughs> knock England out. <laughs> a lovely moment. Lovely yeah. moment, Alan. Eclipsed only by an England fan kicking eight pints of piss into his own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Lifelong <laughs> memories of Paul. Beautiful yeah. moment. Beautiful moment. Right then, uh, you have been watching Welsh Football Fans then, and uh, there is a website that goes with Welsh Football Fans. It is called, weirdly enough, WelshFootballFans.com. Uh, Megan Ferringer, um, what uh, can we find on WelshFootballFans.com this evening? You can find pretty much the entire presser from Rob Page and everything that he said regarding injuries too, like about what they're going to do with Rambo and Joe Allen and Ben Davis and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, if you want any information on that, that's all there. And then there's a piece about whether or not Gareth Bale and Harry Wilson should have hit their hat tricks much sooner and if their loan spells were a little bit kind of bittersweet in a way. So there's that. And then on Sunday, there's a few other um, – Longer pieces by Reese, who's on here two weeks ago. He's got, um, can't remember exactly what it is, but it's supposed to be another really good piece. So definitely be on the uh, Reese, I can tell you, um, uh, this is one of the things I actually do remember from one of our team meetings where we actually talk about stuff, is uh, Reese is writing a lovely article about Wales versus Romania from 1993, I think. The Paul Bowden penalty game. That's basically it. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Yes, okay. he's writing that. That's what he's writing about. Uh, so we can all hate Paul Bowden all over again. That's, so that'll, be, um, that'll be published on uh, Sunday. That, on Sunday on WelshFootballFans.com. You can follow us on the media that is social at WelshFootball underscore. Uh, you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram. And we, of course, are WelshFootballFans on uh, Facebook, which you should know because you're watching us. And if you're not watching us, then how would you know? 
<laughs> very mysterious, very mysterious indeed. Um, these shows, for reasons I don't quite recall, are being turned into podcasts by none other than Rhys Deans, who was on, was it last week he was on? Two or weeks. the week before? It was two weeks ago. Ooh. It was two weeks ago. And actually, he prompted this because he said he had one, and he lied. Oh. <laughs> so... Um, so his penance is to listen to this last hour of bollocks that we've been talking and then turn it into a podcast, which you can find on all good podcasting platforms. If you just search Welsh football fans, um, you'll find us. We'll be there. Um, and he will basically introduce us. And then, then we talk for an hour. And then he says, there you go. Thanks for listening. Bless him. But actually, no, 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 because no, I knew there was an upside. Reese Deans, I believe, is being let loose on Facebook Live on this very channel tomorrow. Is that right, Med Megan Ferringer? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Cymru Prem. Um, and the, I think there's only like two games left of the whole thing and who's going to end up getting the playoffs and what in the world is going on with TNS and all sorts of jazz. So, yeah, Reese is going to have that on at 12.30 and he's going to explain to me everything that's going on in domestic football. Excellent, excellent news. So, uh, that, what time will that be tomorrow? 12.30. In the afternoon or at night? Are you doing like a late show? No, that's <laughs> like, it's like midday, you know, like lunch. Like a little, you got a little lunch and then you get a little, little live action. Domestic football. I don't know, I think you should leave it late. Mm. Like Megan and Reese, late. No, my, late. Friday, my Friday nights at midnight are... Well, domestic football. <laughs> yeah, up your own bloody nomads, Olid. Nomads, up the nomads. Right. David Giles, it's been uh, an utter pleasure, um, as ever, as it always is. I've actually well, remembered this time as well. <laughs> yeah. Alex, listen, thank you very much for, uh, for getting me on, and thank you to Megan, and thank you to John as well. Um, I've enjoyed it. It's uh, some of the things you're talking about. You know, it's, you've got me up to date a bit with the, the things that are going on as well. But I've forgotten how enjoyable or a podcast or an interview should be fun. I think there's far too much seriousness done today. And one of my great memories working with you, Alex, I remember we did a Swansea game, fourth division game down the old vetch. Alex will remember this. Uh, that the fans were literally sat next to you, Al, wasn't they? You know, they yep. were in front of you or next to you. Yep. And Alex said the, f the, the first half was, oh, it was awful, it was dire. He said to me, he said, Jilo, so sum it up, what do you think? I went, well, Alex, I think football has just been murdered out there. You're mur <laughs> in murdered? My, that's in my worst American accent. Football's been murdered. your Colombo accent, it's been murdered. And there's 22 suspects out there. <laughs> I always gives me a good laugh when I think of that. Oh, 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 great days! You see, even yeah. even even commentary was way better back then. <laughs> I think so. Oh, we all we did was laugh. Someone did, yeah. someone would have a shot hit it over the bar. We laughed like hell. It was yeah. uh, it was enjoyable. enjoyable. Well, like some some of the things that you used to spot. Like um, nobody ever talks about this now. But um, David and I discussed it at great depth uh, or one show where um, they, somebody wins a free kick and they line up a wall. And for reasons I've never understood, all of the players in the wall point at the ball. <laughs> you watch them. You watch them. They will all point at the ball. 
The yeah. to go. Where's the ball? Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's there. It's there. It's there. Yeah. You've seen it. It's there. It's there. It is. There. <laughs> Nobody is seeing these things anymore. You see, and no. that is why football is doomed. It's why the Super League will happen. Or it's why we could bring it back, get it back to the way it should be. Yeah. We'll have David Giles on again. We'll play. Hey, Dave, Dave, we'll play Suck the Sock. <laughs> hey, and I, and I actually did. I you got did? It. I was the only guy that sucked the sock on radio. Yes, you are. Yes. Still, wow, what a claim day. to fame. What a claim to fame. Oh, still, the only I'm the only man who sucked a sock. On radio. Right. <laughs> And no, Rupert, Rupert Moon told Moons. me he hadn't changed them for three days. They were he did, yeah, he kept the same socks on for oh. three days. Um, oh. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was like, like cheese fell out. It was amazing. Oh, it's awful. This is a record that needs to be beaten. He yeah. <laughs> needs to go for five days and then suck the socks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there oh. we go. See? Radio. It's just, just, <laughs> it's just trying to breathe. Yeah. I, I think we're done. I think we're done. Yeah. We are, we're done. Uh, everybody, everybody, have a good evening. Have a very special evening. Enjoy. Uh, farewell. We'll see you uh, next week. And that was it, guys. A big thanks to David Giles for coming on the show to talk about his career and what's been going on in Welsh football today. Make sure you support us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It's at WelshFootball underscore or even Welsh Football fans if you're following us on Facebook. Support this podcast, guys. You know, watch, listen to us on Spotify, Podbean or whatever. Just make sure you keep supporting us. And thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the guys talk about Welsh football. So I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you all soon. Take care.